welcome to our Sunday Grace Celebration. This is our second service po. Pastor Paul is not around and is very busy at the moment sa kanya pong kampanya. So if I may, please kindly include him in your prayers para po sa restoration ng kanyang kalakasan. Okay, mahirap po ang kampanya. So please kindly include Pastor Paul always sa atin pong mga panalangin. Again, magandang umaga po sa ating lahat. Welcome to our Sunday Grace Celebration. Ito po ang ating second service. You know, um, I have been to lots of weddings before, although I have not been in my own. But, you know what? I have experienced attending a Korean wedding. And there are three things na I was struck dun sa pag-attend ko ng mga Korean weddings. Perhaps kayo nakikita nyo ito sa mga pinapanood nating mga Korean dramas. One time, there was this member of our church in Seoul. Um, she's a Filipina, but she got married to a Korean, and then she's attending my, uh, uh, my service there because I was looking after the foreigners in that church. And so sabi niya, Pastor, punta kayo dun sa kasal ko. So, of course, I, that was the first time that I joined a Korean type of wedding. And so I was surprised by the things that I saw. But this was not the only time that I attended a Korean wedding. So, una, I found out, and I was so surprised, na sa mga Korean weddings po, hindi kailangang religious leaders ang mag-officiate ng wedding. Hindi rin kailangan na mayor ang mag-officiate ng wedding. Pwede po doon na ang mag-officiate ng wedding ay yung boss mo sa trabaho. Or, pwede rin naman na yung professor mo sa college. Pwede pong sila ang mag-officiate ng wedding doon, and that's legal. Okay? Pangalawa, I found out that when you do Korean weddings, I'm not sure if a lot are doing this, but I know that there were a couple of weddings I attended na ganito yung ginawa nila. Merong dalawa. Yung una, yung medyo contemporary style ng wedding. Yung nakikita natin na may entourage, pero wala silang entourage doon. Hindi na uubos ang oras ng pagpasok para sa entourage. Talagang yung bride and groom lang yung papasok doon. And then, the other one is yung kapag nagsusuot na ng hanbok, yung kanilang traditional costume, yung bride and groom. But they do that after the more contemporary way of doing the wedding, And that is actually to give respect sa kanilang mga magulang. So that part of the wedding is actually to show reverence para sa kanilang mga parents. And lastly, ito po yung pinakanagulat ako. Dito po sa Pilipinas, kapag may weddings tayo, di ba, hindi pwedeng kumain not until the ceremony is over. Doon po, nagulat ako kasi nagsisimula pa lang yung wedding and then my classmate, this is another wedding, sabi niya sa akin, Let's go to the uh, food hall. Let's eat. Sabi ko, wait lang. The ceremony is not yet over. Pero sabi niya, it's okay. We can eat. So ako naman, because I was new, hindi ko alam kung paano nila ginagawa yung mga weddings doon, sumama ako sa may food hall kasama ng aking mga classmates. And then pagdating ko sa food hall, ang dami ng mga taong kumakain. Tingin nyo, pwedeng gawin yun dito sa Pilipinas. Di ba dito naghihintay tayo ng limang oras bago matapos yung mga weddings, bago tayo makakain. That was an exaggeration. But that's the reality. And so I was surprised noong nakita ko na sa kanila, pwedeng habang ginagawa yung ceremony, I think this is very much particular doon sa mga hindi gaanong importante na bisita. 
sa weddings. At pwede ka nang pumunta dun sa may wedding hall, uh, sa may food hall, at doon ay kakain ka na. So those things surprised me. But you know, every culture have their own traditions. Uh, every culture has their own ways of doing weddings. You know, in Middle Eastern cultures, kung saan si Kristo po ay nabuhay, we see this different side of the weddings. You know, sa kanila po, lalo na kung saan si Kristo ay uh, lumaki, napaka-importante na pinapakain nila at iniistima nila ang kanilang mga bisita ng sobra-sobra. I think this is somehow very much reflective of how we do weddings, particularly in the provinces. Sa kanila po kasi, ang mga wedding celebrations, tumatagal din ng mga isang linggo. Sino sa inyo rito ang nakatenda ng wedding sa province na tumagal ng isang linggo? Yung mga celebrations, right? Ubos ang pera ng groom. Usually, right? But that's part of our tradition anyway as Filipinos. Pero sa Middle Eastern culture, that's very much similar. That's what they do. At doon po, kapag nauubusan na ng pagkain, hindi pwede yon Ng pagkain, ng inumin, because ang magiging tingin sa mga bagong kasal, particularly the bridegroom, they were very much inhospitable. And they could be shamed for the rest of their lives. Dito, kapag wala na, pasensya na po, nauubusan na. Or magbibili ka man, yung mga pakonti-konti na lang. And so, This morning, ang atin pong pag-uusapan is all about the wedding at Cana in Galilee. Kung saan Mary was there and Jesus and His first few disciples were also invited. Ngayong umaga po, samahan niyo po ako as we journey on this topic from John chapter 2 verses 1 to 11. Basahin po natin, this is from the book of John chapter 2 verses 1 to 11. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, My R has not yet come. In verse 5, it says, His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. In verse 7, Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water, so they fill them to the brim. Then, He told them, Now, draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, And the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory. And his disciples believed in him. Now you know the book of John started with Jesus Christ being described as the word. 
in John chapter 1 verse 1 it says there in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and after the description of Christ being the word immediately what took place was his baptism right so makikita natin doon from the description of Jesus Christ being the word papunta sa baptism niya and then after the baptism came the calling of the first disciples of Christ at pagkatapos po ng calling ng first disciples of Christ ay suddenly it shifted into the story of the wedding at Cana. Makikita niyo po, if you're going to look at the Gospels, when we talk about the Gospels in the Scriptures, we are referring to the first four books in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Here, sa book of John, hindi narito binanggit ni Apostle John yung paglaki ni Jesus Christ. He immediately thought about God as the Word, the baptism of Christ, the calling of the first disciples, and then it shifted to the story of the wedding at Cana. And this, we know, is the first of the miracles, of the 40-plus miracles that Christ made and displayed as recorded in the New Testaments. Apat na pong mahigit na miraculo ang ginawa ni Cristo sa New Testament. And this was the first miracle na ginawa po ni Cristo. This morning, I will be speaking from John chapter 2, verses 1 to 11, and I entitled this message, Filled to the Brim. Filled to the Brim from John chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. You know, kung mapapansin nyo dun sa may konteksto nila, katulad ng sinabi ko, when we talk about the weddings, particularly in the Middle Eastern culture, importante po na napapakain nila ang kanilang mga bisita. But one of the things perhaps na medyo hindi natin napag-iisipan pag binabasa nito, bakit masyadong aligaga si Mary dito? Right? When there was no more wine, the servants came to Mary and said that there was no more wine. Bakit kaya itong si Mary ay aligaga dito sa wedding at Cana? At least, according to some scholars, according to some theologians, they would say that perhaps si Mary po ay kamag-anak noong kinasal. In fact, some scholars would suggest that it was the brother of Jesus who got married. Well, we don't know in particular. These were just inferences, at least according to some theologians. Kung bakit masyadong aligaga si Mary sa pag-aasikaso doon sa wedding na ito? Because the servants came to her and told her, Wala na pong wine, mother. And then ang sabi niya, pinuntahan niya si Jesus Christ. Diba? So that, those were just inferences of some scholars. And so, kung mapapansin natin, kung si Mary ay nanay nung bridegroom, perhaps Jesus was the brother. Because we know that after Jesus was born, Mary and Joseph had their children. Nagkaroon po sila ng mga anak. Although we do not know much about their children. Right? At kung mapapansin ninyo, dito sa wedding na ito, wala po si Joseph. Well, at least the last uh, part of the story that we know about Joseph, the last uh, part that he was mentioned in the scriptures was when Jesus got lost in the temple. Right? And when they found him, he was already speaking with the teachers of the law. Ayun po yung last na mention kay Joseph sa New Testament. And dito sa my wedding, wala na po si Joseph because at least, according to studies, patay na po siya nung mga panahon na ito. And so, it was Mary who was there, and Jesus, and also the disciples were invited. And now, you see here, 
the conversation between Jesus and Mary. Right? The servants went to Mary, said that there was no more wine, and then si Mary nagpunta kay Jesus. And then, ang sabi ni Mary, they have no more wine. But look at the response of Jesus here. Ang sabi niya, woman, why do you involve me? Okay, ako po ay magkakaroon lamang ng disclaimer. Sa mga anak, pag-uutusan kayo ng inyong mga magulang, wag na wag niyo pong isasagot ito sa inyong mga nanay. Okay, pag sinabi sa iyo, anak, maghugas ka nang sasabihin mo, woman, why do you involve me? Wag po. Okay, bigyan natin ng konteksto ang sagot na ito. Wag nating isasagot ito sa ating mga magulang. You know, when Jesus was speaking this to his mother, Pag-iisipan po natin itong maigi because Mary was actually asking Jesus Christ to make a miracle out of the whole story. And Jesus has his father to ask whether it was his time to actually reveal his glory to the public. Again, you have to understand that Mary knew who his child was. Who her child was. Kilala niya ho kung sino si Jesus Christ. She know very well that this child was born out of immaculate conception. It was the Holy Spirit. And it was the power of the Holy Spirit who made her conceive Christ. And she knew very well that her son was very special. Well, there are a lot of things that we don't know that were not recorded in the scriptures. Right. Pero alam nilang very special itong si Jesus. And so at this time, she knew very well that there has to be something that could be done. Of course, again, in the culture of the Middle Eastern people, they will feel embarrassed kapag hindi nasolusyonan yung problema nila. Right? And so Mary went to Jesus. She said there was no more wine. And then Jesus said, Women, why do you involve me? Here you see the distinction of the relationship now of Jesus Christ to Mary. Because here, when you talk about Jesus doing and displaying His miracle, His power, He has to have the blessing of His Father. That's the reason why He's, asked, he's saying, My time has not yet come. But you see here, there was already the dynamic of the relationship between Jesus and His Father. So here, Jesus displayed His first miracle. You know, Ulit po na sinabi ko kanina sa mga anak, huwag niyo pong sasabihin nito sa inyong mga magulang ha. Iba po ang ibig sabihin nito kapag sinabi po ito ni Kristo. You know, Jesus would not want to embarrass his family. Particularly kung ang ikinasal doon ay ang kanyang kapatid. Right? He wouldn't want to do that. And that's the reason why at least, yon ang ginawa ng ating Panginoon. And so, we see here, that Jesus Christ did what He did. You know, the first thing that we have to consider here as we study filled to the brim from John chapter 2, verses 1 to 11, is that this miracle was a demonstration of God's power. And when we talk about the demonstration of God's power here, we have to understand what power Christ had here at this time. Ano nga ba ang kapangyarihan na meron ng ating Panginoon dito sa pagkakataong ito? This was a demonstration of God's power. Remember that this was the first miracle that Christ made publicly. 
Was there miracles that Jesus made before this? We do not know because, unang-una, many of those were not recorded in the scriptures. But it's only right to say that he, as a special kid, did what he has to do as a kid. He lived his life as a kid, but definitely, he was God himself just the same. And so we see here, Jesus Christ demonstrating his power in this miracle. Ano ho ang nangyari dito sa pagkakataong ito? Nawalan ng wine, and then Jesus had to turn the water into wine. What did he say? Ano po yung sinabi niya dito po sa pagkausap niya doon sa mga servants? You see here, makikita ho natin that the servants never questioned the decision of Jesus Christ. Anong ginawa ni Cristo rito? Tumayo siya, he look at the stone jars, and then anong sabi niya sa mga servants doon? You pour water into this. Ilang galon po yun. Napakabigat, no? But then we hear the servants complain. No. From the visuals you saw a while ago, you will see that there were questions perhaps in the minds of the servants. But despite of the question that they might have, anong ginawa nila? Sinunod nila kung ano ang sinabi sa kanila ng Panginoon. Fill this water to the brim. And then they fill them. Pagkatapos, ano sabi niya? Take a cup and give this to the master, sir, master of the banquet. Pagkita nila, pagpour nila ng wine, ng water, it turned into wine. You know, this is a miracle. And this is very much different from the so-called miracles that Jesus did because ito yung kauna-unahang miracle na ginawa ng ating Panginoong Jesus. This was a demonstration of His power. And when we talk about the power of Christ, we talk about His miracles. And we know that when we speak of miracles, these are supernatural ways of God doing things, okay, for people to see. And in a way, somehow, habang ginagawa nito, we think of His supernatural ways. But again, when we talk about miracles, isa sa mga bagay na kailangan nating maintindihan is that these are not miracles in the sight of God. This is part of His attributes, eh. Bahagi ito ng kanyang karakter bilang isang Diyos. When we talk about the supernatural, we speak of God that transcends the natural realm and the supernatural realm. We see the power of God evident in this wedding. We see how God turned the water into wine. You know, usually, God creates miracles in times of helplessness. Kapag medyo helpless na ang mga tao, doon po pumapasok usually ang ating Panginoon. Right? It is often displayed in our helplessness. Remember na kung hindi ginawa ito ng ating Panginoon, when if, if He did not display His power, then His family would have been embarrassed. And, anong mangyayari sa bridegroom at doon sa bride? 
posibleng ito yung maging kahihiyan nila at maging pag-uusapan sila for the rest of their lives, at least in the context of the Middle Eastern people. And so here, Mary knew who Jesus was. And so we went to his child, whom he know very well, to display his power and his glory the second time. Second one, what we have to understand is that this miracle in the wedding of Cana is a demonstration not only of God's power, but a demonstration of God's provision. God's provision was clearly manifested in this story, again, to save the couple from being embarrassed. In chapter 2, verse 6, it's sabi po dito, nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. Jesus provided at the moment of scarcity. When there was none already, believing, of course, Mary at that time, believing that he will do something about it. You know, katulad ho binanggit ng master of the servant doon sa my story, in their culture at least, ang unang sineserve ay yung pinakamasarap na wine. Tama po. At least, from what the master of the banquet said, ang sabi niya po dito, usually, sa mga weddings, ang unang sineserve ay yung pinakamasarap. At kapag medyo lasing na yung mga tao, doon nilang papasok yung mga substandard na mga alak. But, when the master of the banquet tasted the wine, sabi niya, wait, you have saved the best for last. You have saved the best for last. At least in their culture, that's what happened. Diba? Pinakamasarap pagkatapos substandard. But when Christ provided for the wine that they need, turning the water into wine, the master of the banquet said that that provision was the best because Jesus turned the water into wine he saved the best for last you know isa sa mga bagay na dapat nating maintindihan sometimes when we seek for God's provision we always think that the best that we could do is something that he has given us the first time particularly kapag iniisip natin ito na yung the best and sometimes, even when we think of the best, hindi pa pala yun yun. Especially, kapag yung the best na yun, tayo lang ang nagdesisyon na yun na yung best. Right? We talk of God's miracles. We talk of God's hand working. And we think of these miracles sometimes as God displaying His power and God displaying His best for us. But there are moments katulad ho ng mga narinig natin, 
in our previous preachings, in our previous sermons, na sometimes inuunahan natin ng Panginoon at tayo yung nagdidikta kung ano yung the best para sa atin. Right? At kapag nakikita natin na ito na yung pinaka-the best na binibigay niya, we think, okay, ito na yun. You know, minsan, may mga pagkakataon po na kapag, halimbawa, sa courtship ng mga tao, di ba? Sometimes, lalo na kapag you are pressured to have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, sometimes kung sino na lang yung dumating, bahala na. Right? Thinking that it's already the best. But sometimes we don't realize that in terms of courtship, that's the moment that you think and you understand the values of the person na nandiligaw sa'yo. It's not just a matter of what you see. Pero kasama doon yung values ng tao na nandiligaw sa'yo. And so you don't just settle for that. You don't just settle just because everybody's pressuring you to have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or to even marry. You wait for God's best. Because again, just like Jesus turning the water onto wine, He's saving the best for last. But what if we are so much in a hurry that we forget to realize that it's not God's best pala? And so instead of the waiting season of life where we can grow, nagkakaroon pa ng mga strained relationships after another just because we rush into things. And just the same way when we pray for God's miracles to work in our lives, we feel like sometimes God has not given us His time and so we run ahead of it. Sino sa inyo rito yung kapag kumakain kayo? Ito lalo na sa mga bata, no? Ganito yung usually ginagawa. Sometimes ginagawa ko pa rin po ito pag kumakain ako. Kapag kumakain ka ng fried chicken, you try to save the best for last. What's the best for last kapag kumakain ka ng chicken? Balat. <laughs> Di ba? Kapag pritong itlog, what's the best for last? Yung pula. Yung egg yolk. Usually, pag kumakain tayo, we save the best for last because we want to savor that moment na kinakain natin, yung pinakamasarap. And I think that's the same way as we are waiting for God to demonstrate His provision. If you are thinking that you have already experienced God be God's best, then perhaps you are mistaken because God is still in the process of giving you and saving the best for last para sa iyo. You know, minsan nga lang, masyado tayong nagmamadali sa buhay. Right? Saving the best for last. When I graduated from PBS, bago pa po ako gumraduate ng PBS noon, I have already wanted to study for my masters. Nung time na yon, may mga tao na akong kinakausap, may mga pastors akong kinakausap, and I really prayed, sabi ko, Lord, gusto ko nang mag-aral agad. But then again, it did not happen. And you know, I was praying na makapag-aral. So, when it did not happen, I prayed to God again. Sabi ko, Sige, Lord, I will concentrate on the ministry. I will work. But I am praying that after two years, please, 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 sana makapag-aral ako. And so, two years after, 
that happened. Ako po ay nakapag-aral doon sa eskwelahan na two years before it happened, e pinagpipray ko na po. That was 2006, I graduated. And I've been praying for that school in Korea. Nakapag-aral po ako. But it did not happen. At least I thank God it did not happen in my own time. I thank God that it happened in God's time. At wala akong pera para pag-aralin ng sarili ko. But then again, He provided. He provided for people, even mga taong hindi ko kilala. For Him to provide for my needs. And God displayed His power and His provision in my life. I remember one time, noon pong umuwi ako galing sa trabaho ko noon. I think some of the people here remember na nagturo ako sa may Southwoods po. Sa Manila Southwoods International English Academy. Di ba? Noon po sa may Southwoods. And some of our churchmates nakatrabaho ko po doon. And that is where I met my sponsor in Korea. And the first time, di ko alam kung bakit natuwa siya sa akin. Sabi niya, Ireland, um, do you remember telling me about this school? Kasi eh, nagkikwento ako, sabi niya, taga-soul siya. I wanted to study there before. But sabi ko, it's very difficult. So, perhaps this year, I will study again, but here in the Philippines. And then one time, nung nagtuturo ako sa kanya, sabi niya sa akin, Ireland, do you still want to study there? Sabi ko, no, I'm okay. I'm okay here. Sabi niya, I want to help you. Sabi ko, no. You don't have to, it's okay. Every time na babalik po ako dun sa klase namin, kasi nagtuturo ako sa kanya ng business English, sabi niya sa akin, Ireland, I want to help you. And then sabi ko sa kanya, Sir, please stop asking me and telling me this. I'm good. I'm okay here. In a bad trip siya, ang ginawa niya nagsumbong sa boss ko. Yung mga boss ko, tinawag ako sa office. Sabi nung aking boss, Ireland, he's serious. He wanted to help you. Ano tawag sabi ko sa kanila, I don't know him. And again, I'm okay here in the Philippines. One of the things why I declined is because I did not want them to think and realize that Filipinos are like that. When opportunities like those knock, we grab them immediately without even praying if it's God's will or not. So after that, sabi ko, I, I'm okay. Pero masama yung loob sa akin ng sponsor ko. I just cannot mention his name because he's a very private person. And I do not know a lot about him at that time. And so, umuwi ako sa bahay, medyo nag-struggle ako sa isip ko. And then I talked to my mother. Sabi ko sa nanay ko, Ma, yung estudyante ko sa Southwoods, gusto niya akong pag-aralin. Tulungan niya daw akong pumasok sa school ko. Sabi, ay alam ni mama yung school na pinagpipray ko sa Korea. Sabi sa akin ng nanay ko, Ma, hindi, hindi ko makakalimutan. Sabi niya, anak, kahit pagbalibalik ta rin ko, tumembong-tembong ako rito, hindi kita kayang pag-aralin sa ibang bansa. Matagal mo na itong pinagpipray, di ba? And this might be God's time that He is providing for what you have prayed for. And so, 
I went there, and next time, ang silent namin sa class. And then I spoke to him. Pero hindi ako yung tao na nag-expect about anything because he was about to, to leave. Aalis na po siya nung panahon na yun. Babalik na siya sa Korea because he has a business to take care of. Sabi ko, okay sir. Sabi niya kasi, nagko-correspond na lang kami through emails. Bigay ko email ko, tapos, and then one time, bumalik na siya ng Korea, andito ako sa Pilipinas. I sent a couple of my credentials. And then one time, may tumawag sa akin. Sabi sa akin, Hello, may I speak to Mr. Erland? Sabi ko, Yes, speaking, may I know who's on the line, please? Sabi niya sa akin, This is Miss E. Huejing from Torch Trinity. Your sponsor came here and he just paid for your tuition fee. Sayang, bayad na yung tuition eh. Di ba? And yung tuition fee ko noon, I think, was around 400,000 for a semester. Excluding the books, dormitory, and he even shouldered my plane ticket. No, sabi ko nung time na yun, well, I think God, it did not happen in 2006. Because I do believe that it was not my time yet. I was in a hurry. Because I think I have to do something more for him. And when I prayed, it came at a time when I thought I was already thinking that I know what's best for me. And that was to stay here and study here. Para mag-aral na lang dito. But God provided at a time when he knew very well that it's perfect. The same way that he provided and he displayed and demonstrated his miracles, that's the time when he provided for the celebration. God is saving the best for last. And in fact, when his best comes at his own time, it overflows Sabi ko nga sa inyo nung time na yon, sabi ko, paano yung plane ticket ko? And then when he responded to me, sabi niya, Ireland, I already paid for your plane ticket. Aalis ka na lang. Thank you, Lord. Diba? I mean, you don't know when miracles of God would happen in your life. I don't even know that I would be able to study abroad. Kapag kinocompute ko minsan kung magkano yung ginastos ko doon, Sa apat na taon nandun ako, I think more than 2 million. Sabi, nasa na yung 2 million na yun? Eto. <laughs> the experiences, the learnings, the struggles, the hardships, and all of those, God has provided for everything. Ay, naniniwala ako that when God gives us His best, he will not withhold any of his blessings for us. Just like what the master of the banquet said, I thought that you have already given the best. And you usually give the choicest wine the first time. But here, you see, you have saved 
the best for last. You know, when God's provision overflows, there is no other way to use it but to share it with other people. Right? And when God is blessing us, kapag tayo pinagpapala ng Panginoon, naniniwala ako, that's the reason why He blesses us because He wants us to bless other people also. Have you experienced being blessed? Na naging ganito ka sa blessing ni Lord sa buhay mo? What happened to that blessing? Ang daling mawala, di ba? Kasi kapag nagbibigay ang Panginoon, dapat nakabukas ang palad natin. Para yung pagbibigay niya sa atin, kapag binuksan natin, hindi natin i-close immediately. Because when those blessings overflow, we need to share it to other people. When was the last time you, bless, you, you shared your blessings with other people? When was the last time you provided for the needs of other people around you? Sometimes it's not enough that we pray for other people when they are in need. When even in our own little ways, we can even provide because God has provided for us. Yung simpleng pamasahe sa tricycle. Yung simpleng merienda. Yung isang lata ng sardinas. Isang kilo ng bigas. Those are provisions. And some people, particularly at this time, are struggling even to buy those. Sa mga panahon natin, sa kasalukuyan, if it's God's provision, we know that it's best. When God provides, it is always the best. Do not think that the world could provide you everything that you need in life. We have all been there drinking the choicest wine that we thought they are. Naakala natin ito na yung the best provision that God could actually give us. Or so we think, but it's actually of the worlds. Little do we know that we are just settling and we are not waiting for God's providence to overflow sa buhay natin. Have you run out of what you need at the moment and you need of God's miracle? Have you run out of what you need and you need God to provide? Perhaps you're waiting for God to provide for the tuition ng mga anak you're waiting for God to provide food on the table. You're waiting for God to provide trabaho para sa mga tatay, lalo na. You're waiting for God to provide a breakthrough. You know, when Christ asked the servants to do what they have to do, they just followed Him and obeyed Him. He gave instructions. You fill it with water up to the brim. And then Jesus said, take some to the master of the banquet. And when they poured the water, it turned into wine. Sometimes God's ways are very much different from ours. Hindi natin nakikita 
kung paano po ipaprovide ng Panginoon at sa paanong paraan niya ipaprovide ang ating mga pangangailangan. But we know that God provides. And we know that what He says He will do. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it says, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. What do we mean by all here? We are referring to God's blessings. Did it say that God will provide only some of our needs? No. Ang sabi po rito, and all these things will be provided unto you, but you have to seek God and His kingdom first. You know, God is not some sort of a magician na kapag gusto mo gagawin niya. Yun yung mage ng problema nating mga Kristiyano. We put God in a box and then we make Him as a magician na dapat, Lord, ito yung gagawin mo para sa akin. No. God was never like that. All these things will be added unto you, but you have to seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. In John chapter 14, verses 13 to 14, it says here, And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that my Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask for anything in my name, and I will do it. Believe that He can do and He will. He is not a magician. He is a miracle worker. He is God. And His miracle is not only a demonstration of His power, not only of His provision, but definitely this is a demonstration of His person. And this leads us to our last point. You know, remember that this was Jesus' public, first public miracle that His disciples would see. And here, He demonstrated not only His power, but also His authority. Kung saan ang gagaling ang kanyang kapangyarihan. Who He is and who He says He is. Remember this. This miracle took place after the calling of the first disciples. And after Jesus Christ turned the water into wine in succession, sunod-sunod na po yung miracles na ginawa ni Kristo dito. You know, the miracles of Jesus Christ is very much important in the disciples' recognition of who He is. Ikaw ba maniniwala ka sa Panginoon kung hindi niya binago ang buhay mo? Hindi po. Kaya nga may mga taong hindi naniniwala sa Kanya dahil they have not experienced His power, His provision, and His person. That's the reason why when we talk about God's miracles, napakahalaga po nito upang patunayan ng Panginoon kung sino siya sa kanyang mga disipulo. This was very much important in their recognition of who Jesus Christ was. Because all along in the miracles of Christ, there were still doubts in the minds of His disciples when they were experiencing the strong wind and the waves, they were afraid even though they saw Christ. Even though Jesus Christ healed the sick, He made the lame walk, He made the blind see. 
disciples still were unsure of who he was. And it was all after these miracles that we see that the disciples recognized who Jesus was. In Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 to 14, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And going back to the first miracle of Jesus Christ in John chapter 2 where the first few disciples were called they believed him but there was no confession yet of who Jesus Christ was for them and sometimes ganun tayo we believe that can, God can work miracles God can do miracles But do we believe that God is God Himself and that Christ is God Himself? You know, when we talk of God's miracles, this is not just again a demonstration of God's power, of God's provision, but definitely of His person. You know, When we see God's miracles, we don't focus on the miracle itself. We focus on the miracle worker. We do not just ask for miracles. We ask for the miracle worker. Because in all of these things, again, when we seek for miracles, remember that these miracles should end in the glory and the worship of our God. Do you want God's power to be displayed in your life? Do you want to see His miracles and His provision para sa inyo kung nasaan ka man ngayon sa sitwasyon ng buhay mo? You want to seek for God's miracles? Seek for the miracle worker. You know, I love how this story ended. The same way that I've been telling you ever since. Sabi po dito sa dulo, what Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. You know, this is what a miracle is made for. It's meant for the glory of God. It's meant for us to believe 
what are you believing for God to provide for you at this time? What is it that you need? What miracle do you want God to provide for you? You have to take that veil off. And even before you look and seek for God's miracle, you seek for the miracle worker. Tayo po tayong lahat. And as we sing these songs, it says, what a beautiful name of God is. You know, let God take care of His miracles in our lives. What we have to do is to seek Him. And as we seek His person, He will demonstrate His power and His glory sa buhay natin. Let's sing this song. As we sing this song, let's come to the Lord in worship. As we worship Him, let us remember His sacrifices, His miracles. You know what? You don't have to look for other miracles around you. Because if you're going to look at a miracle, tingnan mo lang ang buhay mo. Because your life in itself is God's miracle. It's God's miracles. It is only proper for us to come to Him in worship as we glorify His name, as we seek His power, as we seek His beauty.